Coming up on HIGMT, Sandy Monroe suggests that Tesla will build better cars in Texas, and while we're there, there's a little bit of drama happening at the Gigafactory. And first podcast feedback from Tesla Tech. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, August 29th, 2020, episode 5 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Sandy Monroe recently mentioned that Tesla will build higher quality cars in Texas. In a sit-down session with E4Electric, Sandy predicts that Tesla's built outside of the Fremont plant in California will be substantially better, especially when it comes to build and paint quality. Purchasers might even request that their Tesla be sourced from other factories other than Fremont, especially if they know of the issues that are coming out of Fremont. Now, I'm not saying that everything coming out of Fremont is hot garbage, but there seems to be an unwarranted focus on all things Tesla-related these days, basically looking for fixable faults and issues and blowing them out of proportion. Tesla is currently working with their customers to have paint and build quality issues resolved, but it would be great to not have these issues in the first place coming out of Fremont. Tesla Model 3 owners are happiest with their cars, even at all ages. Cleetechnica.com has an article quoting a Consumer Reports annual report on vehicle ownership satisfaction. Tesla owners generally are the happiest with the Model 3 winning overall. The Clean Technica author also added 70 of his own reasons why he is happiest with his Model 3. Some of them are goofy, but others are very relevant and include previously published articles such as cost of maintenance and overall safety. Is Tesla fighting back against their owners for hacking their own cars to unlock performance boost? Electric.co has an article indicating that Tesla might be just doing that. Tesla has been selling vehicles with 75 kilowatt hour battery packs, but they are software locked at 16 kilowatt hours. For those interested and have $2,000 to burn, Tesla will unlock the extra 15 kilowatt hours uh, via an over and air update. Currently, there are devices available to unlock the extra 15 kilowatt hours for about half the price of what Tesla is charging. If used, Tesla will now detect these devices as incompatible vehicle modification and can result in a potential risk or shutdown. Now, this seems to be a game of cat and mouse similar to jailbreaking your iPhone back in the day. Personally, I don't understand why people would pony up only half as what is to be required to unlock the extra 15 kilowatt hours by a third party rather than just going through Tesla. Yeah, it would be twice as much, but at least the unlock would be fully covered by Tesla. Tesla has also temporarily unlocked the extra capacity in the past in the event of an emergency such as wildfires and hurricanes. Any owner of a Model 3 or a Model Y with the stock aero wheel covers might find the story at Inside EVs a little bit interesting. Recently, a Model Y owner did some preliminary tests on a highway with his aero covers on and then off at 70 miles per hour. He found that there was an overall 6% greater efficiency with the aero covers on versus having them removed from the wheels. The owner will test again in the future when the highway has less traffic and over a longer highway duration. Inside EVs has a story about an owner who recently took possession of a Model Y with more than just a few issues. After five months, seven service visits, and a lot of owner patience, this Model Y is near perfect. This is testament to Tesla and their after-sales staff and their mobile service technicians to ensure that the vehicles are being purchased are brought up to the expectations of the owners. Now compare this owner's experience with traditional dealerships. Would you have been dealt with in the same manner? Uh, Probably not. 
Tesla Insurance reduces owner's cost by 65%, according to a Clean Technica interview. For those wondering just how much you could save with Tesla Insurance, this interview with an owner of a Tesla Model S and a Model 3 shed some light on why his insurance costs were reduced so dramatically. The insurance offered by Tesla in California is yet another example of how Tesla is looking at long-established businesses and finding new ways to provide value for money for their customers. CNET.com has a story with more hints of a compact Tesla model in the future, possibly even a hatchback. I'm going to call this a Model C for now. The story also has Elon quoting himself as saying that he is overall bugged with the idea that Teslas are not more affordable. Tesla reveals details of its Fremont casting machine, but in China, CleanTechnica.com has a story for anyone interested in the output of the casting machine that was recently installed in Fremont can actually look towards China. New castings of the Tesla Model Y rear clip post a 30% weight reduction, improving safety by 20% while using 100% raw material, in this case is aluminum. The article also includes pictures of the previous rear assembly compared to the all-cast rear clip. Stopping by Gigafactory Texas for a few minutes, Jeff Roberts still is doing his daily drone footage, and you can, I'll include his link to his YouTube channel in the show notes. On-site, there is continued site preparation, which is pretty much the same over the last month with more scraping, leveling, and compaction. Dewatering activities are still ongoing and it appears that the contractor is actually using the water present on site to aid in dust control and soil consolidation. The granular megapad appears to be relatively unchanged since last week. TorqueNews.com has a story regarding Jeff Roberts and his recent drone flights. It turns out that he got into a little bit of an issue with security when security had asked him to stop all of his drone flights or he'll be charged. But thanks to the presence of social media, upon hearing this, Elon Musk actually gave his okay for drone flights to continue just as long as the flights do not interfere with the operation of the construction site. TorqueNews.com has an additional story regarding Gigafactory Texas and provides a one-month update in comparison with other Gigafactories across the world. According to the story, Torque News was able to obtain site plan documents from the city of Austin and it appears that the construction is going to be a phased approach similar to Gigafactories in Shanghai and Berlin. Currently, there are hydro transmission lines that bisect the property and they are to remain in place for the time being. Moving these hydro transmission lines require separate approval, probably even at the state level, and will most likely be lengthy if public comment is needed. And pivoting away from Tesla Automotive, the cleantechnica.com has a story that shows that Tesla is continuing to ramp up solar roof installations across the country. For those interested in having solar panels installed on a roof without the traditional ugliness of typical solar panels, a 14 kilowatt solar roof from Tesla with two power walls would cost $40,000 after $20,000 in, uh, in state incentives. A typical all-metal roof was going to cost a homeowner around $30,000 total, so for an extra $10,000 after incentives, the homeowner now has a solar roof and two power walls to offset their reliance on the local electrical grid. So that should pretty much do it for the news this week. I did have one feedback come in and it came in from Tesla Tech and they wanted to know my thoughts on the Cybertruck and will it dominate the pickup truck market. Um, and I gave us a little bit of thought, dominate? Uh, probably not because to be honest, I don't think that's Tesla's game. Currently, they don't dominate any particular segment other than the electric vehicle space. 
Um, I think in 2019, over 3 million uh, pickup trucks were sold in the U.S. alone, and the, major- <laughs> and the majority of the market share being with uh, General Motors, Ford, and Dodge. Even if Tesla were to take 15% market share or around 450,000, that said, Tesla can take a serious chunk out of the 3 million sold by offering a great electric vehicle option to purchase who simply want to flex or they have a legitimate need for a pickup truck and do not want to inherit the large price tag that goes along with owning a typical pickup truck. So that should pretty much do it for episode five. Uh, Hashtag, if you got to the end of this podcast, let's go hashtag Tesla tech. And as usual, the hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT. And if you have any feedback for me, feel free to throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. As always, you can watch my progress towards a Tesla by visiting howigotmytesla.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby. Cubby.